on? Okay, we're on. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome to Break Room BS. I'm Gable, and here's Dave. Um, today we got a Rebellion review for you. We both reviewed Rebellion. Um, I was having a little issues with the mic there. How about you, Dave? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's get right into this. Um, so, opening the show, this is my first Impact pay-per-view. Um, the, the, the intro to the show it had a very 90s, I, I don't know if it's just because I recently watched the Judgment Day pay-per-view, um, but it reminded me a lot of like a 90s like WWE pay-per-view where they, they like take the title of the show and add a lot of importance to the word rebellion and give you this montage of stuff like, what is rebellion? And it just had a really cool vibe to it that I, I really enjoyed and set a good tone uh, going into this. Um, first match of the night, though, we had Scarlet Bordeaux versus Rahit of the Desi Hit Squad. During this match, Callus mentions a few times that Rahit is trying to show the fans his views of the Western world and his uh, views on women's wrestling. Um, it might be, uh, this might be a little stereotypical here. Um, I'm not really a fan of the Desi Hit Squad. I, I, I'm not a fan of stereotype groups like this. Um, I don't know. It's just me. It's just me. Um, but yeah, Scarlet takes out the, the entire Desi Hit Squad with a crossbody from the top ropes, uh, to the outside of the ring. A really cool spot. Um, well done spot, I should say. Uh, Scarlet does an under-the-arm pile driver, but instead of, like, Rahit being in front of her, Rahit was behind her, uh, and, uh, that, that, that move, uh, that move finished the match there. It wasn't, uh, wasn't a lot, but it was a pretty decent opener. Not bad. Not bad, kids. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Then next up we have Moose in the North versus the Rascals. Rascals seem to... Uh, I'm not super familiar with the Rascals. I've seen a few of the singles matches they've had head-on-head head with, with Moose building this match. Um, I'm not really sure where the North comes into play, but they're in this match as well. Um, yeah, but the Rascals seem to have this Lucha Libre style about them. They like started off with, this, with a lot of uh, tag team moves and blind spots and or not blind spots, blind tags, and we're just moving in and out of the ring real quick. It just reminded me a lot of uh, uh, watching um, any any sort of lucha lucha tag wrestling. Um, yeah, their transitions all looked really smooth uh, throughout the match. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, they're probably going to be a team I, I pay attention to more. I, I didn't really care for them going into this, but they, they caught my eye. And they they were not bad at all. Later in the match, we have Moose's team throwing all the rascals on the ramp, but each one uh, makes a recovery and takes turns doing different springboard moves, getting back to the ring. Like a one of them did a springboard cutter and a uh, springboard hurricanrana, um, all all bouncing off the top rope too. It wasn't like a middle rope springboard. It was uh, impressive, impressive stuff. 
Moose catches a rascal by the feet, uh, by the feet, by the feet, right by the little tutters, uh, out of midair, and starts holding on by the feet and clubbing them up against like the 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 rail and the 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 stage and stuff, really manhandling them. Uh, Dez of the Rascals uses Josh Alexander's back as a stepping stool off the ramp to do a cannonball into a crowd of wrestlers, like pretty much all all that all like everyone on this the, in this match um, gets taken out with a cannonball uh, to like the corner outside of the ring, that whole pit area right where the stage meets the uh, not stage the ramp meets the uh, ring. Mm-hmm. Um. Ethan Page breaks up a pin by tossing one of the rascals uh, at it from over his head. Yeah, he just picks up one of the rascals and he's like, yeah, we're not ending here. Um, Moose finishes with an assisted spear. I, I, I guess that's what it's called. They uh, Basically, the, the North, both members of the North were holding one of the, the, uh, one of the rascals by, by his hands. And then Moose just ran through him. Just trucked him. Up next we have Jordan Grace versus Ty Valkyrie. Jordan Grace gives Ty an electric chair. At least I think that's what it's called. It's sitting up on her shoulders and whatnot. And just and just, it just slams her face right into the apron. Uh, she followed up quickly with a powerbomb onto the apron as well. Um, Ty, Ty had taken a beating early on. Uh, Jordan Grace's arm... It's getting worked a little here. Uh, that ends up paying off later, which I'll get to. Grace does a Michinoku driver in slow motion, it seemed. Uh, not not a... There were moments where these two like were real good, real real physical with one another, but there were other moments where they, they, they their transitions from spot to spot just seemed a little a little slow and didn't didn't work so smoothly. Um yeah, this Michinoku was it was an example where it just it it wasn't performed very quickly, and I just I was kind of taken out of it because it looked like they were just practicing the move for what like their first time or something. Uh, Jordan Grace has a false finish after a muscle buster. They both are jockeying later on. They're both jockeying for position on pins, um, like they're taking turns pinning one another but like I said earlier it just it kind of looked like they were both fatigued and like from one pin to another they just took their time getting there it was it was not well done in my opinion they uh Taya finished up Taya finished up with a uh with a road to Valhalla really like the name of that move it's a lot cooler than the Viking experience uh but I mean so the fuck is everything uh, so Road to Valhalla is like a butterfly like lift with a face plant, like a face plant power bomby butterfly lifty type thing. Uh, that finishes the match, uh, which is a move that, it, it, like I said, it, it, she picks him, picks her up in a with a, a butterfly lock. So that does affect the arm, which working the arms throughout this match does end up paying off. Uh, so it's good to see payoff to this shit. What the fuck am I watching? Road. Road. Hashtag road. Road. Cavallari. Very Cavallari. This looks fucking stupid. I hate TV. Um, where are we at? 
Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan versus Rich Swan. Um, this is for the X Division Championship. We're getting our championships matches here. Um, Rich Swan pulls out a staple gun early on in this match. As soon as this happens, my first thought is, can Sammy Callahan actually wrestle? Like, can this guy actually do some wrestling? Anytime I've watched him, he is he is immediately resorted to pulling out stuff from underneath the ring. I would like to just watch a Sammy Callahan wrestling match. I'd like to see if this guy can wrestle. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'll carry on. Callahan with a pile driver under the apron. Swan got spiked pretty good here. They tease a crucifix, uh, crucifix toss onto the uh, over the rope onto the barrier that Sammy set up on two chairs outside, like <clears throat> on the like between a chair and a uh, uh, the ramp. There's like one of the the guardrail barriers set up, like like a like a table would be there. Um, yeah, if he would have thrown him out, outside of the ring on this thing, though, like I I don't know how he would have survived. Um, that would have been Sammy tossing Rich Swan to be specific. I don't think I mentioned who was. Doing the tossing there. Um, snap suplex onto the chairs. That was a setup. That was set up in the ring. Uh, Sammy Callahan spit in Swan's face. And Swan licks it. Which is fucking gross. Sammy Callahan and friends. You guys are gross as fuck. Sammy gets suplex onto a garbage can. Power driver while standing on the barrier. They set up earlier. Um, yeah, so there was payoff to this, this barrier spot here. Uh, okay. Hmm, hmm, hmm. So, I, unlike my, my friend Dave here, I am a fan of comedy wrestling. Dave is not. Dave thinks people like Toriano are fucking stupid for their comedy wrestling. Not that this match should be compared to Toriano in any way, shape, or form. But, Sammy Callahan brings out a Lego block. A Lego, a giant Lego block that is filled with smaller Legos. Now, granted, I stepped on my share fair, my, ooh, my share fair, my fair share of Legos. And they hurt like a bitch. However, they are a child's toy. It is a children's toy. Alright? That you are now using as a weapon in a hardcore match for the X Division Championship. This is fucking stupid. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all for comedy matches. I think they're okay. There's a time and place for them, though. And, and I mean, this match was not a comedy match until these Legos came out. And that was the only comedy in this match. Some might argue, like I said, that this is not comedy that Legos actually do really fucking hurt, which they do. I said I'd give you that. But looking at the facts here, it is a children's toy. Now, if I brought out a glass shard dildo in the middle of this match, 
yeah, the glass shard dildo is going to hurt. But it's a little goofy nonetheless. And that's how I felt here. Um, moving on. Sammy uses salt to dust Swan's face. Swan gets barbed wire, uh, gets a barbed wire bat to his head. And then he ends up picking up, uh, wait, Sammy, oh no, wait, sorry. Sam, <coughs> oh fuck, <coughs> oh fuck. Um, Sammy gets a barbed wire bat to his head. And then picks up the submission. And then Swan picks up the submission when Sammy taps out. To a cross-face hold with a barbed wire bat. Yeah, cross-face hold while holding the barbed wire bat. Good finish to the match. They recovered, but I mean, man, just keep the Legos away. Put them, keep keep them out for house shows or something. I don't need them at the pay-per-view. Moving on. Up next we have Gail Kim versus Tessa Blanchard. Dave, I'm taking a drink. Cover, cover me for a second. I don't know, fucking talk about something. Mm. All right, never mind. I'm back. Um, yeah, shut up. Uh, Gail Kim versus Tessa Blanchard. Every move in this match, Tessa delivers with intensity that keeps you focused and involved the the whole time. Oh boy, I didn't deliver that very good. That that, that was like that was like a fucking move from the. The Taya Jordan Grace match. It was very slowly delivered. A line very slowly delivered by Gable. Uh, every move in this match, Tessa delivers with intensity that keeps you focused and involved the whole match. I love Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard is an excellent performer. Excellent performer. Um, yeah, moving forward, this match felt very physical, very personal. Um, well done on Impact. Well done by Impact, building this match. Gail hits a crossbody from the top rope. Tessa picks up uh, Gail in a full Nelson and twists her. Falls face first off the, uh, onto the floor from the ramp. To be honest, it felt like Tessa was <coughs> holding back for most of this. Tessa jumps off the top rope for a code breaker and locks in Gail for a crossface to win. Uh, Cage vs. Impact is up next. Ugh. Ugh. Here we go. That, that, that should not represent how I felt about the match. This match was, was, was pretty good for the most part. Um, Cage hit, hit, uh, Impact with a crazy powerbomb, and then a buckle bomb, and then a deadlift from the top, or from the bottom rope. <coughs> Really, uh, really came out of the gate swinging here. Uh, Johnny with a modified German from the top rope. Johnny Impact with a Spanish fly from the ramp onto the floor. Um, is that the spot? Yeah, I think that's it. I believe Brian Cage got hurt in this spot, actually. Um, the Spanish fly onto the ramp. Um, I'm not sure what about it caused the injury, but he's injured now. Um, I think he fucked up his back or something. That could be wrong. My notes might be wrong there. 
My nets have never been wrong. They're sometimes wrong. Ugh. Um. Let's see. Cage powerbombs Johnny through the table from the apron. Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo is now here. Johnny Bravo grabs Cage's leg. Distracts him a little bit. Which, after some exchange, leaves Johnny to knock out Storm. Um, Alright. I'm in the midst of this match. Miss this match is pretty damn good here. Um, <coughs> however, for some reason, Johnny Bravo started refing the match and even even started counting a pin at one point and why why you establish the ref you have to have a special ref even if the ref is knocked out <coughs> there's clearly no way and it just it it's it seems so stupid to me that he's counting like the, like like his 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 what he has to say means anything like there's any validity to his 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 his, his counts why why have a, I mean fuck have another ref come out and start counting and have Johnny Bravo fuck with him or something. But uh, you, you can't have like, like the whole reason for the special ref is the fact that Johnny Bravo is cheating. Why is there any validity being held to Johnny Bravo just starting to count all of a sudden for a pin? It seems stupid to me. I mean, it was a small thing. I'm getting a little over the top here, over the top rope here, off the top ropes. So look out below. <coughs> Cage finished with a drill claw for the uh, for the W. Uh, finish felt a little underwhelming. Maybe that had something to do with the injury. Didn't know about that till after the fact. Um. Oh boy! After the match, after the match, uh, Mike Elgin shows up for. His appearance, his grand appearance. Man, what where the fuck am I right now? <coughs> what the <coughs> I need a, I need a second here. Hmm. Here we have water over here. Water might be better. Alright. I'm back. Yeah, Michael Elgin shows up. Holy shit, this caught caught me off guard. Um he comes in, gives Cage a sit-up spinning powerbomb. I think that's the Mikey bomb. I can't remember. It's been a while. New Japan kind of sat on him for a while, and I think he also had an injury. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what Mike Elgin has to do in uh, in Impact Wrestling. Uh, up next is the main event, the Lucha Brothers versus LAX for the Tag Team Championship. Um, I mean, the story's not super in, like, I mean, there's not much to the story, just that they really want to fight one another, but, I mean, that's all you really needed here. Lucha Brothers hit dives 
through the ropes to put LAX through uh, two tables that are set up against the, the rails on the outside, and they, they did this uh, simultaneously. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, we get a draped coup de gras through two steel chairs to Phoenix. Phoenix is, like, leaning on two steel chairs. He got his legs up on the rope, and someone just... <coughs> LAX just... Yeah, just stomps through his chest. Lucha Brothers defend themselves with chairs when LAX then starts to come at them with forks. There are now forks involved. Uh, stick a fork in them, they're done. That was dumb, sorry. Fear factors through a group of set-up chairs by the Lucha Brothers. Phoenix walks to the top rope to meet a member of LAX in the middle on... Uh... <coughs> oh, this spot was cool. Hold on. I'm really fucking dying here, guys. Really dying. Dave, are you there? You're gone. You're gone. He's gone. Um, matter of fact, he hasn't really been saying anything the whole fucking time. Um, this is what happens when you start to Skype. This is a, hey, yeah, this is our first time Skyping, so except for that one time, uh, kayfabe. Um. Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix walks the top rope from the corner and the, 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 he, he meets in the middle of the rope a member of LAX who's standing on the middle of the ladder. So, yeah, he uses, he's balancing on the top rope, grabs on the, the, the guy, the LAX guy who's on the ladder. I think it may have been, uh, Santana. I could be wrong. Um, and then gives him a Spanish fly, uh, Spanish fly through a table onto the ramp. Um, so yeah, so they were on the ramp side. There's a table set up out there. He's on the top rope. Uh, Santana's on the ladder. Spanish fly outside onto the onto the fucking table. It, it was a, a really cool spot. Really, really cool spot. I would recommend watching this entire match just for that spot. Penta goes under the ring, and before you know it, tables are covered in uh, the all the tables in the rings are are covered in tacks. Um, yeah, let's see, not much done with the tacks though. Santana and Penta on top of the ladder are on top of the ladder, and Penta gets a power bomb onto the table, and LAX picks up the win. I. May or may not have forgot to, or I may or may not have mentioned that this was a table match. Uh, so that's how they won. Man, I really fucking dropped the ball there. Um, that's all I got for this. But uh, uh hold on, something something's going on with the mic. Give me, what the, what? what? Can you hear me now, Gable? Can you hear me? Sorry, I have my uh, have my mic off. Sorry about that. Well, well, we're here. Uh, I'm not sure where you were at, where you left off, but we're here. We're here today reviewing the Crockett Cup. Um, like I said, I'm not sure where Gable left off with it, but we're reviewing the Crockett Cup. This was uh, I don't know, April something. <laughs> Probably like April. Uh, you know. April 2019, I bet. I'm going to go April 27th. Let's go to April 27th, 2019, the 2019 Crockett Cup. 
Uh, brought to you by NWA, the return of the Crockett Cup. So, uh, yeah. So we're here reviewing the, Cro the Crockett Cup. Um, all right, let's get right into this old Crockett Cup here. This uh, So, Gable, that uh, best of the Super Juniors is going to be pretty crazy. 20 people, right? Yeah. Uh, so, anyway. Uh, the NWA 2019 Crockett Cup starts off with a wild card battle royal uh, for a qualifying spot in the Crockett Cup. There's one spot left in the Crockett Cup, and there is a battle royal. Everyone's a battle royal gets that last spot, and the winners of the battle royal are Royce Isaacs and Thomas Latimer. Royce Isaacs, as some might call him, and Thomas Latimer. They win and qualify for the Crockett Cup. I have no idea who they are. But they won. Yeah, some of these matches, I don't really have anything to say. Uh, I do have some notes here. Uh, I'm sure Gabe will be chiming in some of his Crockett Cup notes here. Um, next up, we
stupid. Could never see that again, and I will be pleased if I never ever see that again in my life. Uh, Roy Sizaks and Thomas Latimer win in advance in the Crockett Cup because those douchebags were flossing. Had nothing to do with it, but they deserve to lose because of that. All right, our next semifinal Crockett Cup match. Really flying through this. This reviews. This is going to be a four-minute review here. A four-minute. Uh, yeah. See, what I did here was I kind of watched. I was I was doing stuff while I was watching this. I kind of just got back from DC, and uh, shut up, Gable. Um, I just got back from DC, and I was doing a bunch of shit, and I had this on, so I was taking notes on some of the matches. So, I mean, I watched the whole thing, but I wasn't really wasn't able to take notes on everything. But I took, I mean, the notes that I have are all we really need. That's what's important. I mean, that's that's that's, that's the brass tacks of it. That's the bare knuckle fisting brawl of it. That's all we hear.
interesting. That was very intriguing. Uh, my goal here is to uh, review the next match. It's a good goal to have. All right. Next up, we have the finals for the Crockett Cup with Roy Sizaics and Thomas Latimer versus PCO and Brody King, baby. I personally didn't really care about the final match because I didn't even know who Isaacs and Latimer were. So I was like, whatever. I wasn't super into it. And then PCO and Brody King advancing by DQ. I don't know. I thought they could have done a better job. I mean, it, there wasn't... The fact that I know two of the guys were wasn't an issue. That's my problem. I mean, NWA fans watching the podcast, they knew who they are on that. It's just, I wasn't invested in it because of that. That's not their fault at all. That's my fault because I wasn't following the show. However, having a final with someone advancing by DQ, I think it's This Crockett Cup overall, it was good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, the actual Crockett Cup itself was just okay. I, I don't know. I wasn't super into the tournament. Like I said, I, half the guys I didn't even know, and that's not their fault. That's on me. But I don't know. Like the some of the the, the tournament matches are really good. 
Um, the non-tournament matches were all really good. This was a really good show. I definitely enjoyed it. I mean, any NWA shows in the future, I will, like big shows like this, I'll, I'll try to check out. I want to watch them. Um, I don't know. I think it's fucking complete bullshit. That this wasn't fucking free on Honor Club, but whatever. I had to watch it on some bootleg bullshit site. I had to just fucking stream it on some site. And I was getting fucking pissed. The fucking Battle Royal got ruined for me because the streaming site was fucking pissing me off and it sucked ass. I was getting so mad. I was ready to just not even watch the fucking show because it made me so angry. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, overall, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. So that's pretty much all we got for you. Just a Crockett Cup review for this show. Um, next up. Oh God in heaven! I think I think we might have War of the Worlds next. The ROH and New Japan shows. I don't know if we're reviewing those. I think we might be. We have Galo's Galo <laughs> Gable's weekly solo show that he does because you know Gable's a he's the king of rock who can be my hobby and job when I come and bring the ruckus suckers duck and they dodge you know all that. Um, so. uh yeah, so like I said, we might be doing a show on Ring of Honor, New Japan, War of the Worlds. We're definitely doing. Um, oh, never mind. I'm fucking stupid. Our next show that we're doing in a couple days, actually, we're gonna be doing the uh, the the uh, Duntaku. We're gonna be doing the wrestling Duntaku show. That's right. Yeah, we're. I think we're gonna do the last two nights of the road to Duntaku, and then we're gonna do the two Duntaku shows. That should be actually coming. We're, we're gonna try to do that Monday night, so that should be coming out pretty soon. Uh, hopefully we have that for you Monday or Tuesday. Uh, we, we we like doing things late here, but whenever we'll get it out. So that's going to be our next show. So after we're done with that, we'll talk about what's next, what's on the horizon, but uh, make sure you guys um, follow us on Twitter at BreakroomBS one break room BS, the number one, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel because there's nothing new on there. So you should make sure you subscribe to it and make sure you follow us on Instagram, break room BS. Um, you can see me giving some my, a piece of my mind to Silas Young. Not a piece of my ass, but a piece of my mind to Silas Young. I got on ROH TV, baby. I got on TV. I'm famous. I was on, I was on MLW TV jawjacking with someone. I'm everywhere, baby. I'm all over the place. So, uh, yeah. So make sure you do all that and uh, listen to all of our shows wherever you can. Wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there, baby. We're on uh, uh, Apple TV. <laughs> Yeah, that's where we are. We're on iTunes, Spotify, we're everywhere. So uh, that's it for this episode. We'll see. We'll talk to you in a couple of days with the New Japan uh, Wrestling Dentaku. Peace. <laughs>